Welcome to the Growing Up Sucks podcast for teenagers who need to know they're not alone and adults who are still young at heart. Whatever your age, you never stop growing up. Here is your host, Felicity Lyons. Hi everyone, welcome to the Growing Up Sucks podcast. It's Felicity here. If you're in the UK like me, I hope you're having a lovely bank holiday Monday. So today's episode is all about boosting your confidence. Now, this topic is something that a lot of people seem to struggle with, particularly young people. And I know this is something that I've consistently struggled with, particularly while I was a teenager, and I still struggle with a little bit now. But one thing I have learned about confidence is that it does take time. And I'll just revisit that point a bit later towards the end of the episode. But for now, I have five different ways that you can work towards boosting and improving your confidence in all sorts of scenarios, whether this be social or professional. So my first tip for improving and boosting your confidence is to challenge yourself to do new things and push yourself out of your comfort zone. The thing about our comfort zone is it literally is that. It's this little circle where we feel really comfortable with what we do and the thing is with growing up and with life if you stay within that little circle that little area you're not going to push yourself to grow because as weird as it sounds the only way you're going to grow in whatever field you want to whether that be professional social whether it's fitness or skills anything like that unless you're going to push yourself to be uncomfortable, you're not actually going to give yourself the opportunity to improve on those skills or whatever it may be. So you really want to start considering what it is that will make you uncomfortable and try and encourage yourself to do those things. But at the same time, you don't want to set yourself a really high goal that's unattainable because then that will just make you feel bad if you then aren't able to achieve something even if when you originally set the goal, it wasn't particularly the most achievable goal in the first place. So let me just explain that a little bit better. Let's say that you decided that you wanted to get a bit fitter. So you wanted to exercise more, maybe you wanted to get a bit more toned or lose some weight or something like that. And you said to yourself, okay, I'm going to do this training program that I found online. And by the end of this week, I'm going to have a six pack. I'm not saying that it can't be done, but if you haven't even got a two pack to start with, then it's highly unlikely you're going to have a six pack by the end of the week. Fitness takes a lot of time and patience. It's something that you have to be persistent with and keep going week after week after week. So by trying to set yourself this goal of trying to be this super muscular or super toned person in one week, it's highly likely that that goal's a little bit too far out of reach, if that makes sense. So when you're pushing yourself out your comfort zone to do these things, you want to be able to set these goals better. So for instance, in the fitness scenario that I was just explaining, rather than saying, oh, by the end of the week, I want a six pack, you maybe want to say, by the end of the week, I want to have done 30 minutes exercise at least three days this week. And it might not sound like a lot and you might not notice any results by the end of the week. But if you can achieve that, then that's really good. And you've pushed yourself out your comfort zone because if you're not already exercising three times a week for 30 minutes, then 
you've therefore pushed yourself to do something you're not normally doing and you've pushed yourself to grow and get towards that goal of getting more healthy and more fit. So that's just one example. But again, it's all about just challenge yourself to try new things as well. I think I've mentioned this before, but at the beginning of the year, I was a little bit down and it wasn't great. I wasn't really in a great place. And I decided that in order to make things better for myself, I needed to go out and meet some more people and have some more experiences. And this is something I did a couple of years ago, actually, and it did help me a bit. And I decided that actually I needed to look at doing this again. Because once again, I'd done all these other things, but then I'd sort of retreated back into my comfort zone, you know, with my little blanket. And I was like, yeah, I'm happy here. But you, ha <laughs> you have to be a bit uncomfortable. So earlier this year, I started going to ballroom and Latin dance classes. So if you're not sure what that is, if I just say Strictly Come Dancing or Dancing with the Stars, you kind of get the idea of what that is. So I started doing those classes back in January and they're about once a week. Honestly, I've had a really nice time and I've met people that I probably wouldn't have otherwise met. And obviously when you're in that scenario of learning a new skill and you're with all these other people, it kind of encourages you to talk to them a little bit. Now, I'm not saying that I made any like friends for life out of that class, but I have pushed myself to actually talk to strangers a bit more because I've always been quite introverted and I've always really struggled with striking up conversations with people. Now, obviously, the more I've been going, the more comfortable I've felt talking to these people because I've started to see them every week. But still, I still had to approach these people and sort of talk to them. And also, when you're dancing with people, you know, because ballroom and Latin, you have to have a partner. So what they do is um, sometimes with these classes, we've got people who actually come as couples. They're married or boyfriend or girlfriend or whatever. So they're already partnered up. But anyone who's single, um, they get you to switch partners every time we do a different dance. And for me, that's actually been really good because that's allowed me to then as I say, talk to these new people and learn a bit about them and generally just practice my conversational skills. And I feel like that has actually helped my confidence a bit because I suddenly feel like, oh, actually, it's not that scary to approach people and just talk to them. And sometimes it's one of those things you kind of overthink everything that you do. You know, you want to go and talk to these people, but you think, I don't really know what to talk to them about. I could start talking about the weather, which is a very British thing to do, by the way. I could start talking about the weather, but then that's like small talk and they probably don't like exchanging small talk. But at the end of the day, if that's going to allow you to start a conversation with someone, then talk about the weather. You know, talk about anything. If, they're, if they've got like a specific design on their T-shirt, maybe say you like the design or ask them where they got it or compliment them or something. I, I don't know. But... See, this is the thing, like last year, I wouldn't have been able to give this advice because I would have been like, no, 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 I don't know how to strike a conversation with people. It still, as I said, makes me a bit nervous because um, the company I work for, we have all these training events and sometimes when we're doing filming and stuff, we have to go and get testimonials from people. So we have to go over with a camera and basically pick someone out who's on the events, try and find someone who we think is going to be able to give us a good review almost and interview them on camera. And once the camera's rolling and we're asking the questions, it's all right. But that initial bit where you're going up to the delegates and asking them if they mind coming on camera, 
it's very daunting because you're essentially asking them a favour when they don't even know you. So you almost want to strike up a little bit of conversation first. So I've now learned that if I'm doing that, I'd have to walk up to them and just say, oh, hi, are you, join the, are you enjoying the event? Have you found it useful? Have you got a lot of value from it? And just generally start a conversation and then say, oh, well, by the way, I work for Progressive. Um, I've got a camera just set in the other room. And at the minute, we're just looking to get some testimonials, just a few words that people can give us so that we can encourage more people to come on the courses. Would you mind just coming on camera? And I feel like that's something I've got better at, but I can still improve on a little bit. But just by pushing myself out of my comfort zone and going to these dance classes and learning how to talk to people, it's actually helped me in my professional area of life as well because it's enabled me to be like, okay, I think I can start a conversation a bit easier now. I still get really nervous. I am, I'd still class myself as an introvert and I think I always will be an introvert because that's who I am. But I feel a little bit less nervous and anxious about approaching someone now to talk to them. And I'm hoping that as I continue to push myself out of my comfort zone, this will only help me improve further. Again, it is just a matter of putting yourself out there and really just even the things you really don't want to do because they scare you, just going for it, just fighting that fear, like not letting the fear of doing something control you. And eventually, if you do it enough, your confidence in whatever that is will improve and your self-confidence and self-motivation. And then it's just like an upward spiral, if you like. It will just get better the more you push yourself out of your comfort zone. Point number two then, learn to stop caring what other people think. So again, this is something that I think you kind of start doing once you hit puberty, once you become a teenager, you're suddenly extremely aware of how other people see you. I think it's something that almost everyone goes through. They want to be able to look good and impress people and just seem like a really awesome person. And I think social media has increased that because when you're on Instagram, for instance, you want to be taking photos to make you and your life look like the most amazing thing. But a lot of the time behind those photos, actually, there's a lot of struggles and a lot of sadness and a lot of bad stuff happening. But you want to look like you're living your best life on social media because that's how you want to appear to people. But the thing is, life has its ups and downs and you need to be able to get to a place where you don't care what people think of you because a lot of the time people don't really think about many other people in themselves. I know that's probably going to upset a few people but it is true. They're not going to worry how you dress or how you wear your hair or you do your makeup or what books you like to read, if you like to read, what TV shows because at the end of the day you're only going to be happy and confident if you are being you. And I did a podcast episode on this a few weeks ago. I think it was episode five and it was about just being yourself. If you want people to like you, then surely the best way is to just be yourself because they're going to like you for who you truly are, not like you for an image that you think they'll like and think you are, if that makes sense. So you really just want to work out your own style and just live like that, you know, learn to be comfortable in your own skin. You can never be truly confident if you're fulfilling someone else's image or letting someone else tell you how you should look or what you should like, as I said already. Only you know who you are and who you want to be. 
you really just want to embrace it and just accept who you are. Like, I don't know, when I, when I was a teenager, when I was young, I probably got a little bit offended that people thought I was a teacher's pet and a nerd and I wasn't really into the latest trends. I didn't know what song was it number one in the charts. I didn't know all this pop culture stuff. You know, I was a bit weird, you know, weird and an outcast. But now I kind of embrace that as my brand. You know, I don't particularly like wearing makeup. I wear it sometimes, but it's not really who I am. I wear it, as I said, just to look nice if I've got a special occasion or something like that. But the majority of the time, I don't wear it because it's not me, for instance. And I just learn to like the things I like. You know, I'm always going on about loving Taylor Swift. And I know some people like her, some people don't, but I don't care because it's like, well, I like her. Her music makes me happy. And if you can't like me just because I like something that you don't, then that's that person's problem, not mine, if that makes sense. So number three then, as well, to improve your confidence, you want to read self-development books, listen to podcasts, audiobooks, and watch educational YouTube videos. So when you go on the internet and Facebook and Instagram and social media and all these other places, it's very easy to just be taken in and watch lots of silly videos, prank videos, animal videos, all this stuff. And admittedly, it's cute and it's funny. And I'm not saying that you should never watch that stuff because we all need a bit of downtime. But if you can improve yourself, and again, I don't mean in a way that you think people will like you. I mean, just improve the skills that you want to improve. For instance, I'm a videographer, so I'm always looking at content where I can improve how I film something, how I use a camera, how I frame a shot, how editing styles for videos, all this kind of stuff. If you're into art and drawing and things like that, look at different ways that you can create things, learn how you can be more creative, something that makes you stand out from the rest of the crowd, for instance, and just embrace those qualities of yourself. The thing is about reading self-development books as well, it kind of encourages you to live life to the best you know, it encourages you to try and go out and have more experiences, do the things that you really want to do, but have always either been too scared to try or think you haven't got the time. So always look at developing yourself for the better, but not changing who you are as a person, but just improving your mindset, having a positive mindset about everything. So not thinking negatively, learning how to appreciate your self-worth and just generally having a better outlook on life. So point number four then, if you want to be more confident, then surround yourself with more confident or positive people. Now these people, they don't necessarily all have to be extroverts, but just their positivity and encouragement can sometimes help bring you out of your shell. So make sure that there's no one who's got a negative aspect on your life. Make sure that you're surrounding yourself with friends, family, just you know, people that are there and are going to support you no matter what you do. The thing is with negative people, if there are people in your life that are putting you down all the time and making you not appreciate your self-worth, it's not going to encourage you to get out of your comfort zone, it's not going to encourage you to grow. Because if someone's always putting you down and saying, oh, you can't do this or you shouldn't do this, I think that's a bad idea. And if you listen to all that, and it's just going to have a negative outlook and it's going to make it a lot longer or stop you from 
doing any of this stuff at all. And it can be really hard because sometimes these people can be quite close to us and maybe they're actually just trying to protect us. You know, they're not actually intentionally meaning to have a negative aspect on your life. But when some people say that, it does unfortunately have a negative effect. And you want to be able to not always shut them out completely, but you want to try and ignore the negativity and surround yourself with more positive people or just say, I know you're looking out for me and you want the best for me, but if you're just going to tell me that I shouldn't do this or I can't do it, then it's not going to help me grow. And finally, point number five, stop waiting. Stop waiting for things to happen and stop waiting for the right time to do something. If you're unemployed and you want a job, you're only going to get a job if you're proactive and you work on your portfolio, you write a CV, you start applying for jobs, you go to job interviews, you really work on yourself and try and show you're a good candidate. You're not going to get a job if you just sit at home watching YouTube videos all day. There's not going to be a job offer posted through your door. You're literally just going to have to go and be proactive. And again, in a different area completely, you know, you won't get your prince or princess charming knock on your door and say, you're the one I've been looking for my entire life. Let's run away together now. You know, that literally does only happen in fairy tales. That is never going to happen. Your dream person isn't just going to turn up at your door. You have to go out and meet people and actually talk to people and fall in love, no matter how you actually meet them, whether it's through friends or online dating or anything like that. Again, that's another thing. By the way, all these tips that I'm giving, I'm not saying any of this is easy. You're probably listening to this thinking, yeah, you could say that, but, or yeah, but you probably find it easier, but I really don't. I've found all this confidence growing stuff really tricky. And it's just really important to just push yourself and challenge yourself to do these things. And as I say, I understand it's re it is really hard. And to some people, introducing yourself to someone or just getting out of the house, it can be a challenge. I understand that. I get that. But you really need to push yourself and just go out of your comfort zone, as I said in point number one, and just go for it. And the more you push yourself and the more uncomfortable you make yourself feel, the more likely you're going to increase your confidence. Just remember that, like a lot of things, growing your confidence takes time. You're not going to wake up tomorrow and be the most confident person that's ever walked on the earth. You just have to take little baby steps and just work towards improving your confidence just one step at a time. Just working out things that you can just further increase the circle of your comfort zone. Just keep pushing, keep going further. Don't doubt yourself in any way just really push yourself, just try new things, don't let anyone tell you that you can't do something, just learn to believe in yourself and eventually the more you do that the more confident you will get and I'm still growing, I'm still learning, I'm again not the most confident person in the world, when I started this podcast in January I was so nervous, I had to write every single word that I wanted in the script, I couldn't read off notes whereas for this episode today I have literally just written down some bullet points and I have just rambled but I have done it and I have felt more confident in delivering content and this is what episode number episode number 12 so that's actually not bad and I'm really pleased about that 
I think as well with confidence, it's also about celebrating the small successes as well that you have with it. Appreciating that actually a couple of months ago, I wouldn't have been able to approach someone and talk to them, but now I can. Or a couple of months ago or last year, I wouldn't have felt confident to stand up on stage and talk to people and give them value and teach them something. But now I've done it and I've proven to myself that even if I was still a bit nervous and shaky, I'd still did it. And it's just not learning to not put yourself down and just celebrate when you do actually do something. And then, yeah, your confidence will eventually just keep going on an upward motion and you will get more confident and better at what you do in life. So thanks for listening. Hope you like that content. As I said, this was the first one that I did where I literally just listed bullet points and I kind of did just ramble a little bit. So I hope that format worked. I hope it wasn't too waffly. So we'll see. Do give me feedback on that. And just remember that you can always contact me on the social channels on Facebook and Instagram at GUS Podcast UK. And you could tell me what you're struggling with, what you want help with, what advice you want, anything like that, really. And yeah, and anything that you'd like me to cover on the podcast, just let me know. And if I think that I can help or I can find someone who can come on the podcast as a guest, maybe, and they can help deliver the content, then I might just turn it into a podcast episode. I have got a lot of content planned for the rest of the year. I've got lots of little titles and content pieces written. So be assured that content's going to keep coming every fortnight. I know I do keep promising that I'm going to do a bit more on the social channels. I haven't really got around to it yet. I have hit a bit of a wall with that. But bear with me. I am working on getting a bit more content out there between episode releases. And yeah, I just, I'm really excited about the podcast and I'm really looking forward to the future with it. Uh, If you are in the UK and you are listening on the release day of this episode, I hope you've had a lovely bank holiday. Don't work too hard the rest of the week. And remember, no matter your age, you never stop growing up.